Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for joining me here on Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture show. Hopefully you had a very wonderful Christmas. Hopefully you are having wonderful holidays right now. Since we are getting close to the end of the year, I thought now was a good time to look back at what the year of 2017 had brought us. And today I wanted to focus that look back on video games. Now, I have compiled my list of the top 10 games of 2017, counting backwards from 10. And of course you guys know that I'm a big fan of the Switch, and a lot of the games on my list are Switch games. I really enjoyed playing on that console this year. And the game in the number 10 slot is one of the biggest surprises on the Switch for me. That game was Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Now, when this game was first announced, I didn't think that mixing up Mario and Rabbids was actually going to be super fun. And then you, of course, toss in Mario using guns, which is really strange, and stir all that together into an XCOM-style turn-based strategy game. It seemed like a weird mix all around. However, it turns out to be super fun, it's very charming, and the gameplay is very fast-paced. Uh, you know, most of these games are super slow, you're moving your characters around, it takes a long time to move across the battlefield. In this game, you often find yourself running all the way across the battlefield, bouncing off a teammate's head, tackling an opponent, taking cover, and then still shooting someone. There's a lot you can do in a single turn. And the game is also very punishing. There is a lot that they ask of you in the game. You have to think several steps ahead to make sure that you are protecting yourself from the enemies. Uh, it certainly is a game that is very challenging while also very approachable. And incredibly well made. I really, really liked Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, it was a game that shouldn't have worked as well as it did, but it turned out to be very awesome. That we move on to game number nine on the list, which is Hearthstone. Yes, I know. Hearthstone is not a game that came out this year, or last year, or the year before, but Hearthstone does put out new content all the time, and this year they put out one of my favorite pieces of video game content. They put out the Kobolds and Catacombs expansion, and along with it, they put out the Dungeon Run single-player content. This is entirely new content for Hearthstone. It's single-player focused. You don't have to pay to play it. Uh, it just came out for free, and it's essentially a roguelike. You start out with a very, very weak, very, very small deck, and you start beating bosses, and as you go, you face stronger bosses, and you also get stronger and more powerful cards and effects to make your deck better. So there's a lot of luck involved in that you have to be presented with the right cards and abilities to make your deck good. You have to face the right bosses that are going to, uh, you know, complement the strategies that you have that you've designed your deck for. And it also has a lot of skill. You have to know how to craft a good deck. You have to know when you have enough large creatures. You have to know when you need more small creatures and so on. You have to understand all those synergies. It is a super fun mode to grind against and to keep trying more and more uh, different, different manners of decks. It's super, super cool. And I have high hope that we get to see more of these types of modes as new expansions come out for Hearthstone. 
you know i i like that we get new cards all the time for the game of course but i really love the idea that they're creating these new single player experiences for everyone to check out even after the game has been out for several years moving on from there we come to game number eight on my list which is sonic mania now, I'm a huge fan of Sonic from way back. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is one of my favorite games. I grew up loving the Genesis, so of course I was a big Sonic fanboy. However, since then, Sega has kind of done Sonic dirty. There have been a ton of terrible Sonic games, and honestly, I'd kind of written Sonic off as ever being able to have a game that was worth anything anymore. I didn't even know if you could make a good Sonic game in the modern era. Luckily, I was mistaken when I got to Sonic Mania. Sega did the incredibly smart thing of just handing the reins to the Sonic franchise over to the fans. They let a group of fan developers create this game, and it shows throughout. This is a perfect continuation of Sonic 2, Sonic 3, uh, while also kind of being tacked onto and built in a way that you could only do today. All of the levels are incredibly complicated, incredibly complex, but you never find yourself lost. There are tons of references to the old games. You get to go back to the locations and stuff from the old levels, while they also build on those concepts and, and flesh them out in ways that we never saw in the old games. There are lots of jokes and lots of kind of callbacks to, to funny things, even that have happened in kind of Sonic fandom over the years. Every inch of this game shows that the people who made it love Sonic and loved putting the game together. And this game is certainly hard. That's honestly one of the best and worst things about it. Oftentimes, oftentimes after playing a level for kind of 10 minutes, you will die, have to start that entire process back over. That's very much like old school Sonic and can be very frustrating, but is very true to the original. So overall, Sonic Mania is a fantastic continuation of the Sonic series. Moving on from there, we come to game number seven, which again is not technically a new game. This is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. This is a new release of a game that came out on the Wii U. Not many people played that original version of Mario Kart 8, and honestly, being on the Switch adds a ton to this version of Mario Kart. The added portability of the game is incredible, and some of my favorite gaming moments of the year have come by hauling the switch around setting it on a table and playing some awesome split screen with people probably the the coolest moment with the game was getting to play the game uh with my wife in split screen on an airplane <laughs> as we were flying for 10 hours uh it was super fun we hooked it onto the back of the seat and got to play the game right there that's not an experience that you can do on the wii u version and it adds a lot to the game the game looks amazing as well, it's the best looking Mario Kart that we've ever gotten. And while it maybe doesn't really do a ton of innovating on the Mario Kart front, it is certainly the best possible version of Mario Kart that you can get today. Moving on from there, we come to game number 6, which is Destiny 2. Now, most of the people who are into Destiny are very into Destiny. They, uh, they make that game their game. They play it for hundreds of thousands of hours, and that's kind of all they do. I'm definitely not that way. I played through the single-player campaign in Destiny 1, kind of stopped at that point, but had a good time. And Destiny 2, I kind of approached the same way. I played through the single-player, had a really good time. But then my extra life stream was coming up, and we had the idea for that stream that I would do the Destiny raid. So I got all geared up 
and I went through the raid with some incredibly talented people. Uh, all the while, I just got to kind of stare slack-jawed at the amount of work that goes into the raid. All the while, kind of just trying to pull my weight, do my part to, to make it through and have us not die and get killed and, and fail horribly. That raid experience was is the reason why Destiny is on the list uh, for, for, for this year, for 2017. It was super, super fun. It, it didn't turn me into someone who goes and does the raid every single weekend, uh, but it gave me a taste of why those people do that. And the I got to see the design of the raid and all the intricate work that goes into it and how that game in the raid is so much different than the rest of the game. Uh, I really, really came to respect the uh, the design work that went into Destiny 2. So I'll keep plugging away at Destiny. I will never be a hardcore Destiny player, but I certainly have enjoyed the time that I have spent with it. So moving on from there, we come to game number five, which is a bit of an oddball on the list. This is HQ. We've talked about HQ on Pretty Deece before. HQ is the live trivia app that's on iPhones coming to Android phones, and it has kind of taken the nation by storm. When I first uh, heard of HQ and started playing it, we were seeing like 8,000, 10,000 people playing at a time. Now the game regularly gets 500,000 plus people for every game. It happens twice a day at 3 o'clock and at 9 o'clock, and it's a really, really interesting, really weird experience. Of course, people have done trivia apps forever, and HQ isn't even the best trivia game that's ever uh, ever existed. The questions are good, but not amazing, and there's no hook to make their questions different from any other trivia app. The hook comes in when you are playing a live game show with a live host against other live people. It really brings to mind the 1 versus 100 experience that used to exist on the Xbox. It scratches that exact same itch with today's modern technology. And that, that, uh, that novelty factor of playing that game live is not something that has gotten old uh, over the months of playing HQ. I still get excited when the notification goes off. I still get excited to sit and play with other people in the same room. And it has certainly been fun watching the rising star of host Scott Rogowski uh, because he always makes it a treat to tune in and play the game. So while HQ is not a traditional game, it has been one of my favorite gaming experiences of the year. Moving on from there, we come to game number four, and that would be Super Mario Odyssey. Again, a Switch game here. Super Mario Odyssey is the latest installment in the Super Mario series. And, you know, confession, I've never been a huge 3D Mario fan. I've really liked the games, I've understood why they're good, but they've never hooked me in the way that Super Mario Odyssey has done. Odyssey is just, it adds an extra level of weirdness that I can really get behind. Uh, when, you, when, you throw your, uh, when you throw your hat and you take over the creatures in the game, and they add the little Mario mustache to every single one of them, including the giant T-Rex, that's when I knew this was a game for me. They definitely take a lot of weird chances with Mario that you maybe wouldn't even expect them to do. There's a lot of really, really oddball stuff in this game, and I love it. It also is a really cool mix of kind of level-based gameplay that you would expect from a, from a Mario game, and then the later game kind of morphs into somewhat of a scavenger hunt, which is really cool. Uh, when you get kind of maps to track down the last remaining moons, which are the big collectible item in the game. 
you can kind of make Super Mario Odyssey any kind of game that you want it to be. You can play through, beat Bowser, and be done, or you can wring every ounce of content out of it and go through that huge scavenger hunt, unlock all the costumes, and so on. I really like that you can kind of morph it to whatever you want to be doing. I think that's really cool. And of course, the game is charming. I mentioned the costumes. Those are my favorite part of the game. I love getting to see all the new stuff I could unlock. I love getting to a new world and deciding what to wear. Uh, it was It's certainly a very, very cute game, and it's one of my favorite games of the year. Moving on from there, we get into the top three. Game number three is Snipper Clips. Again, a Switch game. This is a Switch downloadable game that came out very soon after the release of the Switch and was a complete surprise to me. I was just looking for things to play on the Switch, downloaded Snipper Clips, and, and found myself having one of the best co-op experiences that I had ever had in, in a very, very, very long time. Uh, my, my wife and I played through the campaign of Snipper Clips very quickly in just a few sittings because it was that good. We had that good of a time with it. Uh, it, it, it makes you just want to scream and, and just murder the person that you're playing with when things aren't going well, and it makes you rejoice and celebrate with, it, with them when things are going well. Uh, it, it kind of gives both ends of, of that spectrum there. And the game is incredibly cute and incredibly uh, in inventive. Uh, I really, really like the very simplistic design of being able to cut shapes out of each other, and that is the way that you solve the puzzles. It's very simple, it's easy to understand, but there's a ton of depth in ways they can design puzzles there. So we are very anxiously awaiting a true sequel to Snipperclips. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff they can continue to do. I'd love to see kind of what the next iteration there is because that is a fantastic game. Now we move on to game number two. That is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now this is probably uh, just from a kind of mechanical by the numbers point, the best game that came out this year. It'll certainly be on a lot of people's list as number one. And I think it goes down in history of, as one of the best games of all time. It definitely goes up there with Metal Gear Solid, Pokemon Red and Blue, those types of games that just kind of define a generation. And, you know, it is an established series that they could have, you know, come out of the gate and done something very simple with. They could have played it safe, but instead they, they completely morphed what The Legend of Zelda is, kind of turned it into Skyrim, added all these awesome elements, all these physics elements. They created this kind of open world sandbox that you can make your own story in. It's really, really ambitious, and it all comes together to make a really incredibly fun game um, you know, if, if you just look at the gifts that came out uh, as the game launched and continue to today where people are doing incredibly weird, crazy things, that tells you that how good this game is and how much it has captured everyone's imagination. I really loved my time with Zelda. I'm super excited to jump back in and keep playing the DLC as that stuff comes out. Uh, it, is, it is definitely one of the best games of all time. And uh, it, is, it is a top contender for my favorite game of the year. However, it isn't my favorite game of the year because my number one game this year is ARMS, also on the Switch. Now, I understand that technically there's so much more content to Zelda. You know, Zelda is this game that is going to last. It's going to define an entire console generation. 
but ARMS has just captured my heart in a way that is really kind of hard to put into words. ARMS is a fighting game that is way more approachable than most fighting games. At its very core, it is the game where you just hold your controllers and you punch in the air. You just airbox. It is the continuation of Wii Sports boxing in many, many ways. However, despite that approachability, there is a really high skill ceiling. You can definitely get very good at arms, and the people who are very good at arms absolutely dominate at the game. And a design like that, that's both very approachable, but also very, very hard to master, and has a ton of room to master, is a very cool design in a game that definitely keeps me coming back for more and more and more. The other thing that keeps me coming back for more are the characters and the character design, the sound design, the music in the game. Everything about this game kind of feels like a Pixar movie. It feels like that the art direction is really, really smart. It feels like that they've uh, done a really good job kind of creating a backstory of this world that they don't even really tell you that much about in the game, but they've created it and, and everything kind of flows from that. And you can definitely tell just by looking at the characters and kind of seeing the stages, that story comes out even if they don't come out and explicitly tell you about it. I definitely fell in love with all the characters as I saw them. Uh, you know, it turned into me wanting wallpapers on my phone of all the characters and on the computer. Turned into me lusting after handmade items featuring characters' faces on Etsy. It got real dark, folks. <laughs> uh, but that just really goes to show how awesome ARMS is and how awesome the art and the art direction behind ARMS truly is. It's also super cool how much this game has been supported by Nintendo. We've talked about that here on the show before, but when the game first came out, it, it was a little lacking in content. If you weren't into playing online, maybe there wasn't super a lot to, for you to do in the game. However, since then, they've added five new characters to the game, a ton of levels, a ton of new arms, new modes, new unlockables, all kinds of stuff uh, to really kind of flesh out the offering that they have. Nintendo seems to really want to make ARMS a franchise game, and, and they're really putting in the work to do that, which I, I think is super awesome and uh, is a super cool move by them. So I'm, I'm really excited to continue playing ARMS, to continue see, to see how they support ARMS, and then eventually to see what happens in an ARMS 2, and to see where they take this awesome, awesome franchise that definitely rocketed to, to, to the top of my like favorite games of all time list as it came out. So that is it for Pretty Dece for today. That is my top 10 list of games for 2017. I would love to hear your list, so uh, add those in a comment, send me an email, tweet me. Let me know what your favorite game of 2017 was. The cool thing about these lists is that you often find games that you didn't even know existed uh, that someone else loved, and then you can go check those games out and kind of, kind of pick up on those things that you, uh, that you may have missed throughout the year. So that's going to do it for me for today. Make sure that you like Pretty Dece on Facebook, facebook.com slash show. Of course, follow me on Twitter at show and visit prettydeeshow.com. I'll be back tomorrow for another daily episode. In the meantime, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening or watching on so you never miss any of the content.